G'day and welcome to Radio Notes, where those in music talk life and those in life chat music and more. I'm John Murch and let's dive into our feature guest. Easy Day is a singer-songwriter and producer who weaves narratives that explore, among other themes, vulnerable moments, motion and emotions all through their keen ear for layered sounds. Izzy, with their first single, Motion, and Silence, collaborated with producer-writers Monkards to further explore musical textures. Day's tune, Silence, has a music video that was filmed in a historic sugar mill in the hinterland of northern New South Wales in Australia that encapsulates both music and movement. They join us now to chat about this video and much more. Izzy, welcome to Radio Notes. Thank you so much for having me. Can we start off by talking about the dancer and host of Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond, Creerly Dawn, the dancer? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, so that was, we organised that through um, Drishti Studio, who was the lady that did the film. And yeah, Curly was a contact that she recommended um, for me. So yeah, I was just kind of bouncing ideas off um, Vicky from Drishti Studio and she she recommended Kiralee and thought she would be a really great fit just because she's just, a bit, you know, very natural and just everything that she kind of represents in her own work. So, yeah, I felt like we were a really good match for the song and for the video and, and all of that. And as soon as I kind of sent her the song itself, she was – she doesn't actually normally do music videos, so she was, like, really – yeah, just really connected with the song itself. And I think that's what made the video so amazing is that she like was able to transmit so much feeling and kind of, yeah, I guess what I was kind of feeling through writing the song, she was able to do that visually through dance. So yeah, it was a really great, really great match. When did dance become the deciding factor for this very emotive and somewhat intimate music video? This film clip is only my second film clip that I've done and I've always wanted to work with a dancer on a song and I just felt like it really suited this song, especially that kind of style of dancing, which is very like contemporary and just free-flowing. I think it really matches the vibe of the song and also some of the lyrics in the chorus as well, So like even if we're dancing into darkness. So it's kind of, yeah, I guess reference there as well. I feel it a lot when I like watch someone dancing and just in their space like it just transmits a lot of emotion for me so I was very keen to get her on board. Did you do ballet when you were younger? Was dance in the younger years? I tried to do ballet but I wasn't very good at um, following all the rules and stuff I guess so I went into like more jazz and I did a lot of I did do dancing a lot through school and musical theatre and stuff like that so yeah I've definitely always been drawn to it. What was your favourite musical performance, uh, musical theatre performance? Um, well, the first one that comes to mind is The Lion King. Like I saw that when I was super young when I went to London and I think that was the first musical that really like stuck out at me. Obviously it's such an amazing musical, like all the production and everything. Um, and I was really quite young so I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. So, yeah, I think that's probably the main one that really sticks out. I'm in Melbourne now, but I'm still yet to see some more theatre and stuff down here. So, yeah, I'm keen to get into exploring some more stuff locally and, yeah, in the city. Byron Bay, sort of uh, that part of Queensland, are we talking, is where the Izzy Day story started? Yeah, grew up on the Gold Coast and, yeah, always lived, like, yeah, southern end. So, yeah, and always kind of grew up in that Byron Shire kind of area and just, yeah, very much inspired by a lot of, yeah, just everything around there, all the nature and going camping with family and stuff like that. 
And also, I don't know if you've heard of the Woodford Folk Festival up north. Like I used to go to that every year when I was like from being really quite young. So yeah, I think that also kind of had a lot of influence on me musically and as a person. What were some of the draw card artists that you were drawn to to go to that festival for? Obviously, some that were like must-sees. Like I started going to that when I was 13 or something. So there's been many different um, acts, I guess, over the years that have influenced me or people that I've been keen to see. The first one that comes to mind, I'm, yeah, I'm not even sure if she's still doing music at the moment, but her name's Ashley Mannix. I remember seeing her, I think the first Woodford that I went to, and she actually really inspired me to pick up and start playing the guitar because it was like the first person that I'd seen as, you know, a singer-songwriter kind of thing. So, yeah, she was a folk artist and that really inspired me. So many different people, like I grew up, yeah, loving John Butler, The Cat Empire, Tash Sultana, lots of different Aussie musicians and, yeah, international as well. You mentioned Tash Sultana. They are a performer who obviously uses the idea of loops and repetitive notions of instrumentation, that idea of being a solo performer with multi-layered instrumentation and music, and that's something you do well. Can you talk to me about that? I started looping like... Oh, probably a few years ago now. Very much inspired by Tash being able to be, I guess, independent to be able, you know, just to be able to play with yourself is such an empowering feeling. And, and yeah, it just like allowed me to learn so many different new instruments, as well as I think really improve my timing. I found I just love it. I just find that it's like a lot of fun just to be able to like jam with yourself and create. You know, it's just endless what you can create. Really love it. Also keeping that control of the musical output because when I was watching your Australian music snippet about how this very song was made, it starts off with guitars, I believe, and then you can see that layering process that Silence has been through as a song. So with Silence in particular, that was actually the first song that um, I created with Producers the Monkeys here in Melbourne together in the same room. Like normally we were used to just working remotely with each other. So that was the first song that we were, yeah, together in the same room. And I was just kind of playing these really melodic open guitar chords on my electric. And yeah, the the guys were just like, oh, that's really, really good. So we just like laid them down. And then I just kept, yeah, adding like little guitar melodies, just really simple melodies over the top. And then I really love the sound of creating a guitar melody and then adding a harmony to that melody. And I think that sounds really beautiful, just really melodic and harmonious, I guess. So yeah, that was very much the foundation of the song. Yeah. And then the guys kind of layered then on top their very chill kind of hip hop beat that doesn't take away from that guitar. I think it's really, yeah, they just complement each other really well. It's quite contrasting because it's a very like grounding hip hop beat. And then added in um, an 808 bass, which yeah adds a bit more feel. And then we just worked like worked on the lyrics and all the melodies and stuff like that. That kind of unfolded over the coming weeks. We just kind of worked yeah more and more on the lyrics and what the song was actually going to be about and all of that. How did that start? That partnership with these two? Oh, it's a really funny story actually. Um, I was just up in um, Mission Beach, which is in North Queensland, visiting my sister. Um, and this would have been about probably nearly four years ago, I'd say. Um, so yeah, I was just up there visiting her and we were just out at like a local bar, um, with some friends and they had like a microphone set up and a guitar and a drum kit and everything. And then, yeah, my friends were like, oh, easy, you should get up and play some songs or whatever. And I was just like, oh yeah, whatever. I'll, yeah, I'll jump up and play. 
And then Dylan, one of the guys from the Monkers, he was he just happened to be up there for a wedding and um, kind of walked into this bar with with his friends and stuff. And then yeah, just heard me singing and and he approached me and yeah, told me that he's a producer from Melbourne and yeah. And then I remember just listening to their music on the way home from the bar and I was on the way back to the hotel and I was like, oh, they're really good. So that's kind of how it stemmed actually, which is a really funny story. But then we were working remotely for the next three years after that. So I hadn't actually met the other monkered Luke until I got to Melbourne in end of 2019. Bit of a journey. Izzy Day of the past wrote a song called Following My Fire. I think there is a lounge performance of that I'll put in the show notes. Talk to me about that passion that you may have for following the inner fire, the, the desire to do. Yeah, well, that song is like, it's kind of always, like it's been around for a while now. I think I wrote that like maybe four or three years ago or something. And yeah, it's always just kind of a song that I that always I end up coming back to and it just kind of fuels that fire again, like even in kind of moments that I'm that that's lacking or, you know, you kind of can lose faith a little bit sometimes, I guess. I think I've just always had such a strong passion for music and more of it's just kind of knowing that it's just what I'm meant to be doing, which I know sounds, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Something that I've always felt that um, makes me feel good, even from being a really, really young. And that to me was like always what I wanted to be. That fire to me and that that passion is where that comes from. So, yeah, and I think it's that song really helps me to kind of tap back into that feeling. Looking at Silence now, the single, do you think there'll be a point where you won't need that song yourself and that you can totally give it to other people? Or will there always be a need for Silence as a song in your life? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, I guess it's hard It's hard to know what I'll need in the future. But I think that relationships in general aren't always, you know, perfect or they're never perfect. And um, it's always like a, cha- you know, it can be, all, can be challenging. And so, yeah, I think that the song could be relevant for me in certain moments of my life when maybe I go through that again or whatever, that kind of disconnection and needing to, remember to have faith in the love and the relationship and just kind of come back to that feeling and that love. Maybe it could still be relevant for many years to come, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it's a song that I'm like just very vulnerable in. And yeah, I think that um, I think that that's really something um, that's important within relationships to just to be able to feel and be vulnerable and yeah, kind of let that emotion out, whether it's a good or a bad feeling, like whatever it is, it's kind of good to express that. So I hope that it continues to inspire me for many years to come. Because personally, silence can be one of the most deafening things that you can ever not hear whilst hearing it frequently, Mm -hmm. or it can actually be an affirmation or reaffirmation that, that things are okay, that words aren't needed to be said, that there is a path that's being shared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I agree with that. So Silence is the brand new single. You're looking at an EP or an album in the next couple of months or so for which this will be part of, or is this a standalone single? Um, This is a standalone single for now, but yeah, I'm not too sure um, where I'm heading over the next couple of months. I've got a lot of music to share. Well, let me take you to that musical space, the music studio, I think it might be. What's the significance of the whale in the window? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess like that picture of the whale um, is an artwork that's done by an artist just from Byron Bay. And yeah, I think that that I've got it up on the wall at the moment. I think that 
kind of really represents like, yeah, just home, I guess, for me, like growing up, yeah, around that kind of area and just really spending a lot of time in nature. And it's just really a nice reminder of, yeah, of nature and the power and beauty of that. Nature is such an amazing way, um, an important way for me to connect to myself and out my own true nature, which then comes through my music and everything else that I do. Is there some sort of affinity with the whale or is it more generally of the surf? I think I'm just really connected to the ocean in general. I think it's, and yeah, just nature in general. I've always really been connected to it. Um, so yeah, maybe unconsciously that's what it's representing without that, without me even really, really realising. Yeah, I do love whales. They're, they're a beautiful animal as well, so a bit of both. The importance of putting forward women in your life and making sure that the light is shining on them, how important is that? Um, It's super important for me. Like, yeah, I guess like any time in my life that people have given me the opportunity and not just because, you know, I'm a woman, but because because I'm an artist, I'm a musician, I'm a human being, you know, so it's just kind of like, I guess it's just giving back to my community in that way. And, um, And these women, you know, yeah, I guess I'm not just working with them because they're women. It's because they're very talented and I connect with them and their work and what they do, you know, in all of that, as- in all of their, those aspects. So super grateful to have worked with such incredible women on this project. And I feel, yeah, so happy with how it's all turned out. And it's just been, I think that connection that we all kind of shared as women as well through this project really kind of shone true in, especially in the, in the film clip. So yeah, that's definitely a very big, um, important thing for me is to support women in the arts industry or, you know, or wherever in life. I think it's really important. There's a strong sense of empowerment that comes across in the silence, particularly maybe the film clip, but also the song as well, by actually taking that lead of whomever that relationship is with and in terms of projecting that I want to say from the feminine side, but but just even generally by saying, yep, here I am and this is what I represent and this is what I want. And it's important for everyone totally. to, to yeah. be very clear with that level of communication. Definitely. Like I believe that femininity is something that everyone has within them, whether you're a man or a, or a female. You know, it's not something that's defined by gender. I think we're told that it is through society, but it, it isn't. Like I think, I think of femininity is more of an energy and a feeling and yeah, I guess in those spaces of when I'm just really vulnerable and allowing myself to be and be present, I think of that as fem- as feminine energy, which I think we all have the capacity of doing. I guess that's really the feeling that comes through this song. It is a very, yeah, very much connected to that femininity within me. I have learned something today. And what I've learned is what's on your wall is a, I'll probably stuff this up, a macrame. But you probably know them as something else, and they probably have a better name. Oh, the um, macrame. That was actually made by my mum. My mum is very um, creative with, yeah, just all things craft. Um, And, yeah, she's made me a couple of those beautiful things. So, yeah, so nice to have have them hanging on the wall. Just like a nice reminder of home as well because all my family are back on the Gold Coast. So, yeah, really love those. What did your mother teach you about life in your younger years? Oh, my gosh, so many things. I guess just the ability to have empathy for people. She's such a caring, caring person. So, yeah, definitely just being able to feel empathy for people. She's just, yeah, very giving. Would just give everything, like, if she could. 
just to be grateful in life, to smile, to not take things so seriously. Yeah, many, many things, but they're like the main things that I can think of right now. So many things. This is like the first time that I've ever moved away from home. So it's like, yeah, you definitely go through those notions of homesickness and all of that. So it's, I love, yeah, having all of those things on the wall. My dad and my sister are both artists as well. So I've got some of my sister's artworks in my bookshelf as well. So that's really lovely. She loves like watercolor and yeah, doing a lot of animals again too. And like, she does a lot of, yeah, like portraits of females and some like charcoal as well. So yeah. the free flowing sort of aspect is yeah. <laughs> across the sister's sort of world. Uh, did I read father was a multi-instrumentalist? He is. Yeah. My dad, I would say has been like the biggest inspiration for me with music over the years. He plays banjo. He's been playing banjo since he was, I think, 19. And then also plays guitar, harmonica, and he sings. And um, also plays the sitar as well. So, yeah, very interesting mix of instruments and very, very inspiring. An artist you introduced me to today in the lead up to the chat is Gadea. Is that how you say it? Her name is Gaida. She's a Sudanese artist and, yeah, she's incredible. I just – I came across her, I think, on Colours Studio. I follow Colours and, yeah, like they always put up some really incredible artists and I just really loved her music. It's, yeah, very much kind of the road that I would love to kind of go down, very similar sound. 20-something from the Netherlands, as you said, Sudanese and Dutch, I believe, is their background. What else do we yeah. need to know about them? There is something just next level about those vocals. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, she's incredible. Very like R&B sounding, I think, her, her vocals. And I just love the mix of everything together, like the very jazzy keys or guitar and then, yeah, like very kind of like more of a strong like hip-hop beat in a lot of her songs as well. Um, and then her voice is just incredible. And just her and just how she writes songs, I think, is a little bit different to like a normal, yeah, songwriting style. So if we then look at your process of that same area of uh, expertise, what is the easy day approach to it then? Um, yeah, I guess I'm quite similar. Like I love, I love playing like very jazzy chords, um, but then I also love more kind of folk style open chords, which is more of what silence is. And then, yeah, I play acoustic as well as jazz and electric. So, yeah, I love so many different kind of guitar styles and, and different ways of writing. And I just love kind of learning new chords that I've never played before and different shapes, different chord progressions and seeing how things work. That's normally kind of how I do it. I just play a few different chords that I'm like liking the sound of and it just sometimes eventually just ends up into a, into a chord progression that I really like. And then I might try and add in like a really different section for a bridge or, yeah, kind of try and take it to a different place. What is this Izzy the band leader? What's that referring to? Um, just that I've been in a couple of bands over my lifetime. So, yeah, I kind of, I started off in, well, I just jammed in um, a lot of bands. Like when I was first started kind of getting into that on the Gold Coast. It's actually how I met my partner, who's also a musician. And he loves like reggae music. He's from Venezuela. So he, he's just really into 
yeah, reggae has always been like his his main kind of style of music that he loves. So then we like formed, yeah, it was a bit of a reggae mixed band together 2018 or even 2017. We started doing that band together, which was called No Nation because we were from all different nationalities in the band. That was a lot of fun. So that was kind of, we did that for uh, I think about a year or so. And then only recently, like when I was back on the Gold Coast last year, I got a band together again for Izzy Day to um, put a show together while I was up there. Does that then go into the recording process as well, that band leader mentality of, okay, folks, this is what we're doing today. This is why I want to get out of it. Um, I think that's something that I'm still discovering, I guess, more and more. But I, I definitely think I have a very particular set like sound that I really love to write and to play. And I think I'm discovering what that is more and more more particularly with the Monkids, like it was it was a very, I think in the beginning, because they used to just send me tracks that they'd kind of worked on. So it was very different. It was more like completely different sounds um, and different genres of music that kind of like worked really well together. But I think over the years, they've kind of learned more of the music that I like and I'm, you know, we're kind of adapting with each other as well. And I think definitely adding a lot of the guitar elements like silence, that makes it sound more like me I don't know. It's a very organic, natural kind of process that we just kind of bounce ideas off each other. I, I am definitely sure of what kind of sound I like, but I also like the people that I work with to feel that freedom that they can feel their art and express themselves in, in the way that they feel as well. The influences that are part of this sound are quite global. Uh, you mentioned that idea of No Nation before. How, how much of it do you let soak into your musical releases? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think working with the Monkids definitely was very much out of my comfort zone. I think that pushed me a lot to just explore all these different genres because I think that's how they write. They write, you know, all different, um, they create all different kind of genres of music. So I think that really pushed me, especially, yeah, being with my partner who's also very, very, introduces me to so many different kinds of music, you know, like salsa, like all these amazing different genres of music from South America and from like Spain and just all over the world. So I think, yeah, I'm very lucky to kind of have that. And then I've got my dad who's just introduces me to a lot of like the old school kind of folk, like Neil Young and all these things. Getting a sense that you let just enough in that you can still represent who you want to be because they're so much already part of you. May it be because they are your partner or because you have met up to produce with them. But how much of that is still, okay, the easy day sound is still this. Mm. I'm discovering that more and more as I go along and I think that's becoming that easy day sound is becoming more and more kind of obvious to me I guess and like the more that I yeah listen to different music and I'm like okay that's actually what I want to kind of head toward. What are you reading at the moment? Um, that's a good question I'm reading this book it's within this series called a title called The Gentleman's Bastard it's by this author Patrick Rothfuss. I really love like fantasy novels I'm a big fantasy nerd book about these um they were orphans that then become like thieves and yeah it's just got to kind of go a bit of everything in it it's a bit of like humor and action and fantasy and love and everything i love that kind of thing you seem to be a plant parent is that the case i'm thinking about definitely i'm thinking about becoming a plant parent because i know that i can't keep animals alive what plants should i be heading to okay um and it's for indoor yeah i'm thinking for studio Okay, so 
So at the moment I have um, devil's ivy, which is like the one that it's like a hanging plant and looks really beautiful and they just grow so fast and you can make like cuttings of them and then make more and more. So yeah, they're, they're very like lush. I also have like a peace lily. They're really beautiful for like inside. Monstera mon- or mon- Monstera, I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, they're a really beautiful plant as well. There's some good ones and what- to start with. And what was the drive for you to get plant babies? Uh, was it someone to talk to? I know why I think I want one because they look nice, but for you, it's probably more than that. Yeah, I think yeah, my partner and I, like we're both very connected to nature and I think living in Melbourne, obviously there's not as much nature. There's a little bit, but not as much as what we're used to. So I think, and especially living in like a small two-bedroom apartment, you need that kind of connection to nature and we just love them yeah we just love how they look everything and how they make you feel what are you cooking at the moment or what do you enjoy eating at the moment or maybe it's one and the same what am I cooking at the moment so many things just lots of things to keep me warm I guess like I'm yeah that's another thing with the climate I feel like I'm eating so much more like Italian (laughs) more pasta and pizza and things I think it's just with the weather you just yeah, you just, it's like a natural thing to keep warm. So yeah, just a whole lot of Italian. I don't know. There's so much good food in Melbourne. So, yeah, Lebanese, everything. How do you keep your body and mind sane? I think you might be a yogi kind of person. Yeah, definitely yoga. I'm a big, um, a big yogi. I actually haven't been for a while, though. I think sometimes I find it a little bit challenging when I'm really busy to remember to make time for those things as well and just do them you know even when you're really busy and you're only thinking about work yoga is really important for me and just breathing really like just waking up in the morning and just doing like different breath work and things like that and meditation like that really helps me stay connected and um, stay in the moment going for like walks outside and being in nature and just sitting in the sun that's such a great thing so yeah those are the things I guess that really keep me connected at the moment where in the world is paradise talking about nature where in the world is paradise when I think about the places that I've been to and the one that feels like it's the most paradise I would say Costa Rica was like such an amazing country super tropical and like amazing people amazing culture and food and everything so yeah I'd probably go for that I've been lucky to do a lot of traveling over my life I went to Nepal with a friend um, we did like a trek to the base camp and Kalapatar, like a little bit further up. Yeah, that was incredible. Like such an incredible experience. It was like something very out of my comfort zone. Like I had, I didn't really train very much for it at all. And I was just kind of felt a little bit unprepared, but it was just such a good thing for like just learning to believe in myself, I guess. Like, and that, that relates to anything in life. Take things one step at a time. So yeah, quite often I like go back to moments of that trip and it really inspires me and helps me to believe in myself again. It sounds like throughout our chat today, Izzy, there's moments in life that you yourself and others can as well have tapped into and bookmarked as those ones to go back to in the book of your life that are recharging, that centre you in some ways. There's been many moments like that, I think, for me. What is that next year or so, musically speaking, for Izzy Day? Talking a little bit before about bands and everything, like I would love to kind of get a band happening down here in Melbourne and just try and meet the right people that fit that kind of sound that I'm looking for keep writing and creating and putting music out that's kind of the main goals that I have at the moment so many things to do but yeah that's kind of my main focus at the moment get the band together which uh, can be yeah, fun in yeah, itself band together. yeah and just get back out and 
to play more live shows and things. I think that's like, yeah, my main focus. Izzy Day. Single Silence is out now. They can be found online at izzyday.com. That's Izzy with two Zs. Next time, an original member of the 90s rock group Blinker the Star, Colin Wiley, has gone solo and we'll have a chat with him. Thanks very much to our featured guest this time, Izzy Day. RadioNotesPodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Theme music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Murch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia. 